game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Now Coleman is on end for the Oilers across to Bouchard. Right side, Newton Hopkins. He springs McDavid. The breakaway scores! Connor McDavid! A weighted rhymer goes upstairs, and the Oilers are up 6-1. The points and the milestones keep coming for Connor McDavid. The wins keep coming for the Edmonton Oilers. 6-1 in San Jose this afternoon. Connor McDavid with three points he now has 151 on the season he's only the sixth individual to record a 150 point season of course a couple guys did it more than once numbers are 99 and 66 Uh, the Oilers have won seven straight it's the first time they have won seven straight since February and March of 2001. That's when they got to a nine-game winning streak, which is a franchise record. They've had a few six-game winning streaks over the past 22 years, but they get to seven today. They are 12-0-1 in their last 13 games, and they're still alive for first place in the Pacific Division. Vegas got a single point this afternoon, so the Oilers are two points back at the Golden Knights. Both teams have two games to go. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Well, Rob, we'll start with McDavid, and this has been the best season he's ever had in the NHL, and he's had some good ones in the past, and as I said to you during the, one of the intermissions, we, we started the season with things like okay like he'd never even had 50 before could could he get to 50 and then could he even get to 60 could he get to 150 points these were questions we were asking in training camp as the season wore on they just became inevitable i mean that's that's how amazing he's been you reached a point where it's not if it's just what's the exact date going to be what game number is going to happen in uh, he, he, well, when he had a good start to the season, you're starting to wonder, okay, what's the end going to be like? Because he always has better finishes to the season. Uh, he's, I think he's taking it upon himself that he knows what he wants. He wants a championship. And all the accolades and awards that come to him, that's just because he's so good and his focus is on a championship, he's going to be, to win hockey games, he's got to be the best player on the ice, and he is most nights. And he just decided this year, you know what? Uh, Last year, I wasn't the MVP. Well, I'm going to show you. Well, you didn't pick me because the other guy had 60 goals? Okay. I'm going to go get 60 goals and have 50 points more than anyone else in the National Hockey League. So Connor McDavid is, uh, he's in his prime, and we're starting to see Connor McDavid on a quest in his prime is special to watch, and it's honest God. Sometimes you you sit here and you wonder. I don't have the words to explain how good he is and what we're watching, but there are games that he's out there, and it looks like he's just toying with the opposition, playing keep away by himself, and there's nothing that they can do to take a puck away from him. There's a lot of things to talk about out of this game. I mean, it was it was an absolute rout. The Oilers were in control throughout. 
and some players had some really interesting and outstanding individual stats. But I, but I want to start with a team one. Derek Ryan scores shorthanded late in the second period. That that, that was the one that really mm-hmm. put it away. Uh, made it 4-1 in the final 10 seconds of the second period. The Oilers have 17 shorthanded goals. Um, they have five in about the last month, and, and their penalty kill in the last month is up around 90%. And and I, I know you look at the season, and what were they today? Still uh, 19th in the league coming into coming into today. Most of the year, they've kind of been 22, 23, 24. So the, the PK has improved, plus they're scoring often while shorthanded. Well, one of the reasons they're able to score is they're not pulling the puck out of their own net, which they were doing so often in the first half. Uh, in the second half of the season, they added Vinny DeHarnay, who kills penalties. He is a six foot seven mountain of a man, takes up a lot of space in front of the net. There's no room out there when he's out there, and he blocks shots. So now you got to go through him, and then you added Ekholm. So both those are two guys that were added to their penalty kill. So your first unit has Nurse and usually Cece on it, which is a very good unit. Now your second unit, there's not a big drop off, if a drop off at all. The others became much more aggressive on their penalty kill. And the one thing that their their thought process is, it's not get the puck, ice it. It's get the puck, make a play. And Connor McDavid throws the fear into the opposition power play because now there's a hesitation because they know he's out there and they don't want to get burned. So sometimes that takes a little bit away from uh, the other team's power play simply because they're playing it a little safer than they need to be because they're afraid of turning the puck over. Uh, again, I go back to what I said with, Bo- with Bob a little while ago. When the Bruins were in town, you look at their team and say, you know what, they honestly have no weakness. And right now, the way that you've seen w- w- with the Oilers over this last little while is what is their weakness? It's not a net. I mean, Skinner's been outstanding, and Campbell, uh, I mean, he's back on his game. On defense, well, they've added Ekholm and DeHarnay. They play strong defensive hockey. Their power play is the best in, in the world. Their penalty killing, as you said, is up around 90%. I think what, it, what is their, their, their depth players are, are scoring and contributing. They're, to me, the most physical team in the entire Western Conference. So, yeah, what is the weakness of the Edmonton Oilers? They're at that point right now that they're, they're, they're a team that many teams around the National Hockey League will not want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, they route the San Jose Sharks today 6-1. And as we were telling you, Connor McDavid, another milestone. He got to 150 points with two points in the first period. Breakaway goal in the third. So 150 points for McDavid, who is at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Named one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. <laughs> Can you talk about the specialty of reaching this milestone, knowing that only five other players outside of you now have reached this? Yeah, you know what? I haven't put a ton of thought into it. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, the guys kind of put a like, little video together of uh, all the other five guys that have done it. And, um, you know, it kind of hit me. That was uh, that was special of them to do. And for to hear from uh, all five was, uh, was, uh, was, was amazing. It meant a lot. Reaching individual milestones is much better when you're with the group that you're with and how comfortable you guys are together can you talk about the specialty of that and what's happening here in Edmonton right now yeah we're a close group you know uh, the core guys have been here for a long time and you know in a lot of ways we've kind of grown up together and um, you know and everyone that we've kind of added um, has also been here 
there a little bit now, you know, a year or two, and you know, the new guys have fit right in. Um, you know, so we, we're, we're a tight group. We're on a good run. You know, we're feeling good about our game and, and uh, heading into uh, heading into the fun time of year. Could you be playing better hockey at the most important time of the year? Um, you know what, I think... Yeah, we're playing well. I mean, there's always the ceiling. You know, you never know how high the ceiling is, but um, that's uh, that's what makes this game fun. You know, um, we're playing really well. We're putting wins together. Um, that's all you can ask for this time of year. So you guys in the regular season with these guys up there, but uh, will San Jose be a place you'll always remember reaching a milestone <laughs> right here? Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, we've had uh, we've had some good battles with San Jose over the years, and you know, I think of you know my first playoff series, and you know, my first you know for you know our first uh, you know series win was here in, in San Jose. So, you know, it's uh, it's a fun building to come to. Um, yeah, it'll be a memory for sure. Your team has had some runs where you played strong defensive hockey for a period of time. I'm not sure we've seen one this late in the season that's this long. Mm -hmm. Lots of one and two goal games here. Mm -hmm. uh, that's I guess I would ask you, do you recall such solid defensive play for this length of time for your team? It's definitely been good. Um, you know, defensive, you know, being solid defensively leads to wins. Um, we know that, and it's, you know, we have played well defensively, and like I said, it's, it's led to wins. So um, it's been a good run. We need to keep it rolling here. You know, big one here in Denver. Um, you know, and like I said, we want to keep the momentum rolling into, uh, into uh, the, the end of the postseason. Vander played a partial season last year, but was really big for you guys in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Another partial season due to injury this year. Yeah. Do you think he's ready for that great playoff run this year? Yeah, I think his game has, has just gotten better and better as he's as he's getting more and more healthy. Um, you know, it's you know injuries are part of the game, and he's had a tough uh, a tough stretch of them with uh, you know the the. the this year, but you know I think his game's only getting better and better, and you know he's a big part of the group. And when he's going, we're uh, we're playing well. So, Connor, after reaching another milestone, I can only imagine what your phone looks like. But who's the first call to, and and uh, what's the what's the attack here? <laughs> yeah, I mean obviously uh, your parents, my parents, um, you know they mean a lot to me, and. Um, you know, they're, uh, my dad's always watching. My mom is, is is always watching too when it's not too late. So, um, you know, I know she'll be up today. So, um, yeah, just uh, always good to hear from them. Good thing it's a matinee, though. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> LA trips. California trip's always a tough one. <laughs> Captain Connor McDavid. All right, that is Connor McDavid of your Edmonton Oilers, a 6-1 victory over the San Jose Sharks. Well, I'd like to see that video. That is a pretty cool. Congratulations from the other 150-point guys. That is cool. That'd be very cool, and it's kind of neat. Well, that was a little... I mean, they went out of line before he even did it. I guess they had a pretty good idea he was going to get to <laughs> 150. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, a video of some superstars. And uh, at one some day, maybe, there'll be someone that'll come along, and Connor will be involved with the video to someone else. But... Uh, a special day for Connor, special day for... Well, again, we, as a fan of the game, you celebrate all milestones. Uh, when Austin Matthews scored 60 last year, it was a celebration of a great player in the National Hockey League. And I think today the entire National Hockey League celebrates with the fact that Connor McDavid became one of six players to reach 150 points. And he's in very, very good company with the other players. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, Bernie Nichols got exactly 150. Phil Esposito was the first person to do it in 70-71. He got to 152. Iserman had 
155, and then you got all the Lemieux and Gretzky's on the list. Uh, of course, Gretzky got over 200 four times, and Mario got to 199. Maybe that's the next plateau for McDavid. I I, I don't know, but just uh, just just remarkable. And 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 I think too, he's doing it in a great team year. You know, because that's there's because I remember, you know, when they. They had that great 16-17 season. He won the MVP, and then, you know, he wins the scoring title the next year. Kucherov won the MVP, mm -hmm. and, you know, there was always, we got calls, and I got calls on my show. Well, he's still the best player. He's the most valuable. It's like, well, but the, you, you know, like there, there's, it, it's it's all coming together. And, again, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. But he's not doing this on a team that's, you know, well, playing out the string here. They've great, won some important games over the last Well, a great half. example is is he's doing it today in this game against, I mean, Eric Carlson's playing for the San Jose Sharks. He's probably and most likely going to get 100 points on the season, which is an incredible feat. Uh, but in these games, they're in nothing games. Uh, and you, the one thing that Connor talked about is you, you, the season they're having, it's with all the same players, all the core players have been around together. Carlson's doing on our team where he's probably got three or four players that he's been with for a couple of years, and his rest at their call-ups yeah. or guys that they've brought in, uh, and the excitement of the games really aren't there. Like we, they showed the the stands at one point, it was there was a lot of empty seats, and Eric Carlson is having a Norris Trophy season. Uh, he's ha he's going to score 100 points, and there's not a sold-out crowd, whereas wherever where Connor McDavid goes, I mean this is the the best player in the National Hockey League on over the last few months the best nhl team so it, it, it's everybody is coming to see both the others and connor mcdave and the excitement's there so yes i do agree that connor's having a special year on a team that is having a special year yeah, the Oilers 12-0-1 in their last 13 games. They've won seven straight, 6-1 win over the Sharks this afternoon. The Japanese Village Gold Light is on on 630Ched.com, so you can head to our website, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurants. Come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. All right, we got plenty more to come. You're going to hear from head coach Jay Woodcroft. We'll talk more about some... Uh, individual Oilers who had really big afternoons with a couple of eye-popping stats of their own on, on top of what McDavid was able to accomplish. And, of course, we're happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. The Oilers throttle the Sharks 6-1. Back after the news with more Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Sturm working it on the left side of the blue line. Shimmick, he'll get it across the board. Low shoot wide of the Oilers net. Rims to the left wing point. Shimmick right wing for Bordelow. He'll let it go. Glove save made by Skinner, but it comes free. Stuart Skinner, another victory this afternoon, backstopping the Oilers past the Sharks. 6-1, Skinner with 22 saves. He's 27-14-5 on the season. His save of the game provided by Crystal Glass. Call 310-GLASS or visit crystalglass.ca. Yeah, quieter afternoon mm -hmm. for Skinner, but he did what he needed to do. A couple 
times he was tested and he answered the bell. Yeah, it, well, the, one of the good things is that they are quieter afternoons or evenings for the Oilers goaltenders than they were earlier in the season. Uh, the Oilers are doing a much better job in front of them. They're not turning the puck over. They're not missing their man. They're not misreading plays. Uh, they're much better at maintaining the puck. And in this game tonight, Skinner had no chance on the, the one goal they gave up. And San Jose didn't have a whole lot of pressure. But I, as I said with Bob, there's probably three shifts today where the Oilers got running around and Skinner had to make more than one save. And he did. Uh, so Skinner has got to be uh, full of confidence as the we go into the final week of the season, going into the playoffs, feeling good about his game. And the team certainly feels good when he's out there. He, he has been a a lifeline for the Oilers this year. He's allowed them to battle for, not only as we keep, everyone keeps saying, the Oilers have a chance to win the Pacific. If they win the Pacific, they're probably winning the conference. And he's given them that chance by coming out of nowhere and turning in uh, an all-star uh, season for the Edmonton Oilers. 6-1, the Oilers take it. McDavid, three points. So he's up to 151 on the season. I mentioned we were going to get to some other individual stat lines from today. So Matias Ekholm plays 1907. He has one assist, a real nice one. Mm -hmm. He was plus six today. <laughs> that helps at contract time when, hey, did you know that I was plus 35 this year? The plus six night really helped. But uh, he, he's been nothing short of remarkable for the Oilers since he's come over. Uh, they wanted a guy that can be thrown out there as a shutdown type defenseman and he's done that but he's also as we saw tonight he makes pretty plays he keeps plays alive he jumps up in the play there's one play today it didn't turn into a goal but he's coming down in the offensive zone from his blue line with the puck and he absorbs the hit and throws the puck into an open space behind him knowing that the way the Oilers play they'll have somebody that'll go pick it up I don't think that's how we, they played in Nashville. They're more straight line, take it to the net. Uh, he's adapted, uh, and he's given them everything they've ever could have imagined and more. And now this is a guy that, what's now on the season here with the Oilers? Plus, he's plus 25 with plus, the Oilers. Because he was even when he came here. So whatever his plus minus is, so plus that's 25. also what it is with the Oilers. I mean, yeah. plus 25 is a fantastic year, let alone a great 20 games. And it's funny, as you and I were talking on here, they just showed on the screen as we're watching Marty St. Louis, the coach of the Montreal Canadiens, in warm-up or morning skate, just went in on a breakaway on his goaltender. And this is a guy, I don't know how long Marty's been out of the league, probably about 15 years, 20, I don't even know what it is. He made the Montreal Canadian goalie look silly. Like, literally, it was Connor McDavid type move <laughs> silly he just put on his goaltender not a lot of coaches in the national hockey league can make their goalies look silly yeah so ekholm uh plus 25 in 19 games with the oilers well no it's funny i mean if that's on pace for a plus 100 season like seriously he's on pace for a plus 100 season with the edmonton oilers that is absolutely scary and that's one of the he's one of the big reasons and there's a number of big reasons reed but he's one of the big reasons that the edmonton oilers going into the playoffs have to be considered one of the favorites to win a stanley cup every oiler had a shot on goal today except for clean costin vander kane led the way with seven mcdavid had six i, I mean it I mean, the Oilers did what they ex should do against. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the one the San Jose won 61% of the faceoffs. Okay, 
I guess we'll give him that. Uh, but, yeah, Edmonton just all over the Sharks this afternoon. Well, San Jose is playing out the string. Uh, they got rid of their their best player, Timo Meyers. Oh, sorry, their second best player, Timo Meyer. They got Carlson still. But in today's game, they had a guy playing his fifth game, guy playing his fifth game, guy playing his ninth game, guy playing his second game. So they this is a, a team that's given a lot of their minor league players a look. Uh, this is a team that is near the bottom of the standings. They're not a good team. They're having an off year. Uh, and the Edmonton Oilers are a good team that are playing as good as they've played in years. And when I yeah, say... Yeah, like literally years. Literally like years. Decades, decades, maybe. Yes. Yeah. So this this game went exactly the way it should. There was, other than Evander Kane, let's take Evander Kane out of the mix. This was a, a low-intensity game. Evander Kane had his snarl on, and he played with a little bit of uh, anger in his game. But the rest, of the, it was a no-hitter, more or less, the rest of the, the game is... Uh, San Jose worked hard, but so did the Oilers. And when the Oilers work hard, they're going to outskill you. So uh, the, the Oilers are, if they win their last two games, have a good, good chance to, to win the conference. And the thing is, it's funny, everyone for the longest time, out east it was going to be Boston-Tampa. Everyone's, excuse me, Tampa-Toronto. Everyone's known that since probably November the 1st. Those right. two teams are playing <laughs> each other. Here we are, the Oilers have two games left. The Oilers could play L.A., they could play Seattle, they could play Calgary, they could play Winnipeg, they could play Nashville, all in the first round. And the Oilers only have two games left in the season. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it is still interesting, even though there's a more likelihood of a couple of those teams, but you're right. That's why you got to play it out, because something strange could happen. Okay, before we get to your phone calls, let's head back to San Jose. Oilers win 6-1. Here's head coach Jay Woodcroft. Special player um, joined an elite group of... Um, players in the history of the game and obviously uh, what drives him is making sure that the team wins and and uh, it's a big reason why we won today. Connor alluded to a message from the other five uh, 150 plus point players I mean uh, yeah just how special that is as well to have all of them congratulate him on this achievement. Yeah well first of all very nice of all of them to make time to do that um, as I said he joined an elite club and, um, you know, we, we all got to watch it, and it was pretty special. And, you know, our trainers uh, did a good job of making sure that they celebrated things the right way, and um, it's happy for him. It was a special moment for our team and for him personally. Can this group be compared to the great group of Gretzky, Messier, and Fuhrer, or do you have to win the Stanley Cup first? Um... You know, I think um, it's important that we live in a few time zones here. One is the, you know, to honor our history as an organization. That's very important. The, all the great players that have played and uh, all the championship teams. I think it's important to stay in the present um, and making sure that you're doing things uh, uh, on a day-by-day -day basis to ensure that you have success and then you got to look towards the future and work towards that future uh, I think that's where we're at uh, we live in all those three time zones with uh, two games to play your team seems to be playing defensively uh, your numbers are excellent yeah uh, as a coach is the timing right on having a team playing its hardest hockey at this time of year well I, I like what we're seeing uh, I would go back to Christmas and say I think that we've been playing pretty similarly since Christmas time. Um, specifically, the last five games are, you know, we've given up what we've given up. Um, but for me, I think uh, there's been a real positive upward trend since Christmas time. 
Well, Coach, I asked Connor this. Um, last year you had Evander part of the season, and he came on strong, led you guys in goal scoring for the playoffs. Another partial season this year. Do you think he's uh, ready to take on that task again and be a great, important part of your playoff run? Well, he's a... He's an important part of our team. Certainly, he's a warrior, plays through injury. Um, what he did in the playoffs last season was spectacular. Um, the way he's kind of rounding into form down the stretch, you know, he's kind of had a start and stop season here with with some of the injuries. Um, but you know, I like uh, like the look of his game, and you know, he's going to have to to continue to be an important factor for us. And as you know. Um, in any type of playoff series, you need multiple people. You can't just have one or two. You need a whole team firing on all cylinders, and he's an important part of our team. It's not a little thing, but uh, you got Demers out there for the last shift of the game. That's yeah. a coaching thing. And you saw the reaction from your players, including from Connor Foreman. Yeah. It's, you know, it's you know an important moment in his life, I'm sure. Um, you know, I think um, I was serious... Uh, when I talked to the media before this game was that this was not just something that we were getting somebody something. Uh, Jason has been a uh, real good soldier for our organization this year. He has shepherded those young players down in Bakersfield to secure a play playoff spot down there. And I think, um, you know, when the opportunity presented itself to get a look at him, get a look at some of our depth as we move forward. Um, you know, we thought it was important. Um, you know, I think our organization did a really good thing. And uh, I know, and I don't, I'm not going to speak for Jason, but I know uh, that is a big milestone in his personal life as well. And that call went plus six today. I mean, talk about the guy being the right guy, like the right, it's just been an amazing fit. I mean, it's coincided with you guys going on an unbelievable run here. Yeah. Uh, a very good hockey player. We did our work on that player. I uh, spent a lot of time discussing that player. And then ultimately, we, pr we paid the price uh, to go out and acquire that player. And he's come in, uh, the first thing I would say was with an unbelievable attitude. He wanted to be an Edmonton Oiler. He wants to win in Edmonton. He wants to live in Edmonton. And, um, you know, he's, his game fits what we needed. And uh, we're thankful he's on our team. Good. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yeah. That is Jay Woodcroft after the Oilers beat the San Jose Sharks 6-1. He touched on Jason Demers, who was called up from Bakersfield a couple days ago. He gets into career game number 700 tonight. Uh, good for him. Uh, I, I think it was a great organizational move bringing him up. It's a reward for being a veteran presence, helping uh, the younger players learn how to be a proper pro in the minors. Uh, it's a reward for, uh, you know, just putting in good work down there. So that, to me, moving forward, it's, it's going to be easier to find veteran players that are going to want to come down and play in your minor system and show your younger players how to be a good professional. Uh, good for him, keeping the, the faith alive, and a couple years later, being able to put on a jersey again. I'm sure it was pretty exciting. It talked about his family being in the stands. I'm glad the game ended much better than it started for him. Uh, a little hiccup early uh, created the only goal that San Jose had. And then I actually got a little excited. I think it was in the third period when he walked in. He was all by himself, <laughs> and he walked in. I'm like, oh, he could have score. And Reimer made a save on him. That would have been pretty cool. But uh, a nice a nice moment for, for Jason Amers. I don't know 
or I don't believe we'll see Jason as a as a play as an Oiler anymore. But it was a nice thing for the Oilers to do that for him today. I set the line for Demers ice time at 14 minutes for River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement bet on it. He played 10:44. Chad took the under, so Chad gets the $50 River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Okay, let's go to the Certainty Hotline. Big Bad Joe is on the line. Go ahead, sir. Hey, you guys, always a pleasure to listening to uh, you and uh, Rob. And, man, I can't get enough of Rob with his analysis, though. The oh, guy is so honest that I love it. Oh, thank but, you very uh, much. You know what? We can be really happy, and I have said that to Bob Tovan. We're going to win the next two games, too, because we're going to win the seven. And, uh, you know, with Bit Holland bringing Eckholm in, I mean, that was I think that was the turning point, though. And, uh, they, they did put some over there. And uh, the cup will come to Edmonton where it belongs. Well, thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Well, that's, to me, and I know there's a lot of road to travel, but this is now what this season is about. Oh, yeah. You said it, Rob. This is the best team they have had in a long time. And no disrespect to what happened in 2006, because they were very, very close. And I know a lot of fans are saying, what if Roley, what if Roley? I get it. That team had to... That team barely got into the regular season. They were lucky. They were very, and, very lucky. And, and, a lot, and I know Bob always brings up, he picked them against Detroit. That's great. They were a, a profound underdog against Detroit. Um, so, I, I mean, to me, you got a chance. You, 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 I, just, I just hope, because even though it looks like hopefully maybe the, the beginning, or, I mean, this will be four straight years in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they've become a pretty good team. But th- this is the best team, regular season team they have had in a long time, especially the way they've played in the second half. So you just hope that you take advantage of it because ultimately you, n- you never know, right, when you might have that shot again or be that good again. Well, you're right. And another thing that, to add to all that is they're, it's a healthy team. So they've, they're, going, they're playing as good as they've played in, as you said, decades. They're as good as they've been in decades. And right now they're... I mean, Ryan McLeod is skating and, and probably will be back soon. They're completely healthy. And I don't know if there's any other team in the National Hockey League that can actually say that right now going into the playoffs. They're healthy. There's some teams that are considered favorites in this division and in this conference that are hurt right now. They have a bunch of good players out of the lineup. So uh, you got to take advantage uh, of the opportunity. And that's why... Uh, over the last little while, a lot of people talking, securing home ice, securing home ice. I, to me, if the Oilers win a division, win a conference, no one's going to remember that if they lose in the first round. If the Oilers were to squeak in as a wildcard team and they win the Stanley Cup, that's what people are going to remember. The Edmonton Oilers are no longer a team that is, you know, is making the playoffs as their goal. That's not, that's not a goal for this team. This goal, or the Oilers' goal every year now is to win a Stanley Cup. And they've got the two best players in the world. And they've got a great supporting cast. And they've got a young goaltender who has really uh, taken this team to a new level. Any, I honestly believe, I know that people say, well, they got if they get where they were last year or maybe even get to the finals, that's success. I don't think that's the way this team feels. I've, I believe Connor McDavid and this group, if they don't win the Stanley Cup this year, they will consider it a disappointment. This, this, the numbers are, are, are crazy. Uh Jack Michaels just posted, the Oilers have not trailed in 358 minutes and 11 seconds. So I just flipped back. March 28th, they trailed Vegas 
one nothing for 37 seconds. Marshall scored a minute 12 into the game. Bouchard tied it. Um, they've only allowed... What are we at now? Three goals in the last five games, two shutouts, and and, and I know some of those teams aren't going to be playoff teams. No. But was wasn't too long ago they gave up five to San Jose. So I mean a lot of things are rounding in the form for sure. Six one over the Sharks. That's a six hundred dollar donation to six thirty Chad Centers Anonymous from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They're given a hundred bucks every time the Oilers score. We have Dean on the line as well. Hi, Dean. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I guess this might be a waste of a phone call because you guys covered uh, roles in there. But what kind of concerns me, especially if they play Los Angeles because they're kind of dirty, is if they were to do what they did to Rollison in 2006, right? Well, actually, Rollison got hurt. Running his them. own player hurt Rollison. Rollison no, got hurt whole, by Michael Marc-Andre Bergeron of his own team. No, just, just a minute, Rob. Let yeah. me talk. The whole playoffs. They ran him and ran him and ran him. And I told, I said to the guys there, I said, it's just a matter of time before he gets hurt, right? They ran him and ran him and ran him. And sure enough, they, they ran him one too many times, and that's what happened. And what I'm concerned is if they run Skinner, is that, and Los Angeles will no doubt do that. I, I disagree. I don't think the LA Kings are going to run Skinner. I don't think any team. Oh, they're dirty. Is. They're a dirty team. The right? Oilers are the <laughs> Oilers are the roughest team in the Nash, in the in the Western Conference. They are a much more physical team than the LA Kings. Not even close. When There's the two teams play each other, there. Edmonton is a much more physical team. I I don't think any team goes in the playoffs thinking I'm going to run the opposition's goalie. I don't think that's even in even a thought. I do believe that if the Oilers, if something happens to Skinner and goalies do get hurt, I do believe they have faith in Jack Campbell, whose game seems to be coming in the right direction. But I, I, I would not, I, that never even crossed my mind that the LA Kings would go into a series thinking, we're going to run Stuart Skinner. It really, it, not even close to that. Yeah, I mean, I think injuries, we'll come into however play. they happen, yep. are going to come into play and are always a concern. 100%. Are always a concern yep. for sure. Um, well, that's why it's. Very, I mean, it's important that Campbell gets back to where they expect him to be. We I, and I've talked about it a lot of times. Eleven teams last year had to use depth goaltenders in the playoffs. Eleven out of sixteen teams. So Jack Campbell at some point might be called upon. The Oilers have faith in Jack Campbell, but every team in the National Hockey League has one goalie that's better than the other. So every team is going to go through the same thing that if their starting goaltender gets hurt, uh, they're going to be putting in a guy that's not as good. Vegas is on their fifth goaltender. Like, they had to get Jonathan Quick because they've run out of goaltenders. So, yeah, it's, it's always a concern if you lose your starting goaltender, but I don't feel that any team in the NHL is going to deliberately yeah. go out and hurt another goalie. Yeah, I, I, I would hope not. Uh, and, I mean, in terms of plays that injure players, I mean, right now the LA Kings fans are, are griping about Connor McDavid. Yep. And Oilers fans are saying, well, that's payback. Yeah, I'm not saying it, every Oilers fan is saying well, that, no, but I've heard it from quite a few. Well, I have too, and I and I disagree with that. I don't think you ever go out and try to hurt a player, nor do you ever cheer when someone gets hurt. But injuries come into play, but yeah, I, no team is going to intentionally go out and try to hurt someone on the opposition. And certainly not going to run the other team's goaltender. 
All right, 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch. You're also going to hear from Zach Hyman as we roll along this afternoon. I want to update the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. So the Stars beat the Golden Knights 2-1 in a shootout, so Vegas 2 up on Edmonton for first in the Pacific. Penguins over the Red Wings 5-1. Sabres beat the Hurricanes 4-3. Scoreless early Predators and Jets. Lightning and Senators in a 1-1 tie. Rangers and Blue Jackets, scoreless. Canadians and Maple Leafs, no score. Panthers and Capitals, no score. All those games in the first 10 minutes of the first period. After two, the Coyotes lead the Ducks 3-2. Clayton Keller, his 37th of the season. Masters, they uh, eventually called the day off because of all the rain. So six holes into the third round, Kepka leads Rom by four, 13 under to nine under. And uh, Canada's into the semifinals at the men's world's curling. They beat Sweden 9-1 in the uh, quarterfinal earlier today. Okay, back after the news. Oilers take it 6-1. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. To center, you go across to Nurse. It's over center. We'll rim it in. Come around to dry saddle. Try to spin it back to the blue line. That's broken up. Nurse Carlson at the oil line got hit by Nurse. And going the other way is Ekholm. Ekholm into the shark zone. To the left wing corner. Crowd reaction to that hit of Nurse on Carlson. Well, stars or the Sharks fans didn't like it that they're... Star player got hit, <laughs> just like how uh, our fans don't like it when McDavid or, or uh, another top player might take a pop. But Darnell Nurse hitting Eric Carlson is our crunch of the game for Cougar Paint Collision. Our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. Oilers take it to the Sharks. 6-1 is the final. The hits on this game off the NHL game sheet. Uh, actually, slight advantage to the Sharks, 24-21. If Jenny Svechnikov had five to lead the way, Kleem Costin had five to lead the Oilers. Svechnikov doesn't seem to like dry settle very much. No, he went after him a few times. I saw that. Uh, he, to me, doesn't seem as though that's his game, but uh, if that is, he's no, he's not like his brother, who is the goal scorer, who has torched the Oilers a few times this year. Didn't he have two hat-tricks against the Oilers this year, his brother in Carolina? And that is Did he have it in both games? I thought he, I had, he had it in one, the one game. Yeah, I, sure. I thought he had two hat-tricks against the others this year. But anyways, he plays a little bit different than his brother. Carolina got the skilled one, and San Jose Sharks, they got the the physical one. But it was not a physical affair for the Edmonton Oilers outside of the nurse hit. Was, it was almost a slow-motion hit. Is Eric Carlson was almost uh, standing still when he got hit by nurse. Outside of Evander Kane, it was not a physical game by the others. They didn't need to be. Yeah, you got a better memory than I do. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, October 20th, 6. Oh, they, but the Edmonton beat them that one game. Yeah, I just remember he had two. Six, uh, October 20th, 6-4, Edmonton won. Uh, and then Edmonton lost in Carolina, 7-2 on uh, November 10th. Yeah, he got a hat trick in both. Three career hat tricks. Oh, the other one was in the playoffs. So he has actually two career regular season hat tricks both this season, both against the Oilers, and about uh, 11 days apart. And unfortunately... Or sorry, 21 days apart. And unfortunately for the Carolina Hurricanes, he's out for the remainder of the season. As I believe it was his knee he blew out 
and is no longer available to them. He's a, a nice hockey player, and that certainly hurt the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to give our fourth star out, Rob, for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. Now, the three stars today were Connor McDavid, the first star. He gets to 151 points. He had three points. Nugent Hopkins was selected as the second star. He has three points today, so now he's up to 103. And Zach Hyman was picked as the third star. He had a goal and an assist. Who do you want to give the fourth star to? I'm going to go with the, anybody. I'm going to go with the guy that was plus six. The Viking. This has become the Vikings category. <laughs> well, now, now that D Shore's out of the lineup, I need a new four-star guy to go with. And seriously, how can you not pick a guy who just was plus six in a game where your team scored six goals? Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty amazing for uh, Ekholm. So, yeah, I mean, a lot going right for for the Oilers, Rob. Like like we were saying, this is uh, this is the best team they've had in a while. They're playing well. The goals against are coming down, and if you know in a playoff series, and, and you've mentioned this several times, that they're as equipped as anybody now. If it does become a grindier game, uh, a meaner game, I mean, you don't think that the Oilers are going to shrink from that or, or be ill-equipped to handle it, and and you hope to. And and for me, the the, the still the worry is okay. Are they going to have a couple bad games where they give up five, six, or seven? Like it's not as if even in, even over the course of this run, you know, they've had a couple games yep. where they've had to outscore their mistakes. So, to to me, that's the that's the biggest concern. But what I what I have liked, specifically the two LA games, and even a little bit against Anaheim, where they're playing Anaheim earlier this week, second of a back to back on the road. There's a little bit more poise patience maturity in their game it's yep. it's not like oh it's 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 still zero zero what are we doing wrong and now it's like okay it's still zero zero stick with it we're probably going to get to be the team that makes it one nothing well they are because they have the two best players in the world and they have the best power play so you're thinking if in a zero zero game they're eventually going to get a power play and you think all right they're going to power play they're going to go up or they're going to get a break where Connor's going to go on an odd man rush, and it's either he's going to pass it to a guy with an open net or he's going to score. Uh, the Oilers, because they're not playing loose, uh, they're not giving up. I mean, when is, how often do we see odd man rushes coming the other way? And that's what we saw in the past with the Oilers. They would trade chances, and then those nights where they ran into a hot goaltender, they were held to, to th three when the opposition had seven or eight grade-A scoring chances off of odd-man rushes and they beat the Oilers. Now it's if the other opposition goalie holds them to three or less, which L.A. did in back-to-back -back games, well, the Oilers are comfortable because they're not giving up anything. And when the Oilers were holding a lead against the L.A. Kings, and L.A. is a very good team, L.A. wasn't getting six, seven, eight chances. L.A. Kings were getting nothing. And the Oilers are very comfortable playing that way now, and that's a learnt trait. It took them a while, and it took them... They had to lose games before they realized that they weren't playing the proper way. Yeah. And at Christmas time, I'm thinking they're sitting there. they got Connor and Leon and, and the core group thinking, you know what? We're, like, fighting for a wild card spot. This is not right. This is not where we're supposed to be. What do we have to change? And they changed the way they played defensively, and now they are one of the best teams in the National Hockey League that a lot of people will consider them, if not the favorite, but at least one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. That's our quick change for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Yeah, I, I'm getting uh, a little anxious for the postseason to be here. Yes. <laughs> and it will be 
Well, I guess April 17th or 18th, we won't have the schedule till probably Friday or Saturday. Um, but, uh, you know, it's looking like the Oilers will start at home. It's not for sure. If L.A. loses tonight, they will start at home because yes. they can't finish lower than second. Uh, but even without that, they control their own destiny. Yeah, I, I, I'm just anxious to, to get into the playoffs and, and see how they do. I mean, those, the games are so tense. The, the crowd at Rogers Place is... I mean, to my my second, and I, I mean, I still, I, I've told this story before, because sometimes somebody will say, well, what's, you know, something you remember or whatever, and I and I, and I always try to say something that maybe that person couldn't have experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yes, I, we all saw Connor score the goal against the Rangers. You know, we all saw the overtime yeah. goal against Calgary, stuff like that. And I always remember the the first playoff game in 2017, the first one since 2006. Like the the warm up had not yet started, mm-hmm. and there was a very loud "Let's Go Oilers" chant yep. in the arena. There, there's no better feeling. And, and I do think, I do think the player, and I want to get your opinion on this too, because I do think the players feed off that. I oh. mean, was it Kane or Smith said you feel like a gladiator coming down the tunnel for for a playoff game, and you're in the dressing room, and you can already hear. Uh, the buzz and the and and the cheering and the game hasn't even started yet. Well, my my first uh, time in the playoffs with the Pittsburgh Penguins, I remember being in the dressing room and the fans had all started stomping their feet. The whole and so our dressing room was shaking, and, and we had chills, like literally chills in the dressing room. And we and you're amped up and you can't wait to get out on the ice. And I love the that say and whoever it was, whether it was Smith or Kane, whoever, feeling a gla- gladiator coming out. Now that I think back to it, that's what it did feel like. Like you, I've normally when we used to come out on the ice in Pittsburgh, you'd walk and take that first stride and then maybe get a couple little longer strides in and you'd be out on the ice. But in playoffs, you run, you run down the hallway, you run onto the ice, and you the first you do two laps at full speed because of the energy that the crowd gives you. Uh, I we've been fortunate now the last few years to do playoffs. I know that now <laughs> because of the excitement, the parking lot that we park in fills up very early. Yes. Thus, I have to come way before I'm supposed to be there. So now I come. I all last year in the playoffs, I'd come and I'd walk over into the ice district. And just walk around and, and feel the energy of all the fans and the excitement of the fans before I even came into the rink. And it just gets you as a, a fan or a broadcaster or someone on the radio, gets you jacked as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, to me, having experienced it last year with, with the team and, and all the fans that experienced it, the season, the regular season's fun. And it's been a fun ride with all the cool things with Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Leon, uh, all these players having these fantastic seasons. But let's get to the playoffs. I know they got two games left, and the Colorado game will be fun to watch. The San Jose game would be one just get through. Everyone should be bubble wrapped to play that one. But let's get to the, to the playoffs because, seriously, since the Edmonton Oilers lost to the Colorado Avalanche last year, I believe it was in overtime the last game, yep. all anybody has, one has been waiting for here in Edmonton, is this year's first playoff game to start that run again. 6-1, the Oilers beat the Sharks. We have Brett on the line. Hi, Brett. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, uh, just two quick things. One, um, I'm actually driving in California, so I got to listen on the radio. Uh, just how lucky we are that we've got both Jack and uh, Moon there. So 
um, that's pretty cool. And then uh, the other thing, just I'm curious what you guys think. I kind of was talking with a friend, and I think Ekholm could maybe get some votes for the Norse next year. Like, if he scores enough, he's never going to lead the league, and he'd never win because they always give it to someone who scores 75, 80 points. But could he possibly get, like, be a finalist if he could, you know, get close to 50 points? Because uh, just break out past to Connor and Leon. I think he'll probably set a high next year <laughs> in points, or he's got a good chance to. So yeah. I'll hang up and just let you guys talk about that. Well, I mean, what is what is Nurse up to now? He's at 40 points? He's at 43, uh, and Bouchard is up to 36 with not very many until recently March 1st. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not I, – I don't want to – deflect Brett's question but I'm not thinking too much about no. next year but it's 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 fun you can at least mention guys names with I mean like Skinner with the Calder he's gonna get more votes than I thought he would have a month ago in all honesty I I, I love Bernier or how do you say is it Berniers Berniers I love Berniers in, in Seattle I, I he's fun to watch that kid in in Arizona Michelli great hands but in all honesty, for the importance to a team, Stuart Skinner, to me, is the favorite. Now, I might be biased, maybe, but he's a goaltender that's a starting goaltender for a team that quite possibly will win their conference. I mean, how do you not become the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year? As a rookie, you could be the starting goaltender for the team that wins the conference. So, yeah, he's having a great... I don't know if, if Ekholm's the kind of player that you usually see when a Norris. I can tell you, though, from as an Edmonton Oilers fan, the importance he's become on this team and how um, how much better this team is because of him. Um, but you're you're looking into a crystal ball if you're looking yeah. into... I mean, you're talking about Ekholm being there with Yossi and Hedman and Fox and Kale McCarr and all of these players. Is he there? I, he's not Kale McCarr. But he certainly is everything that the Oilers have needed and wanted and probably more. I don't think they were expecting. There's no way the Edmonton Oilers thought he would be plus 25, 19 games into his Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah, he's been better. He's, than, he's way yeah. better yeah. Than, than anyone could have expected. And let's just hope that he continues this through the playoffs. I, he's, I love watching him play. It just He's a guy that you cheer for. And I don't know if it's because he looks like a Viking or he has a beard that looks like started in 2004. But the way he <laughs> plays, you just cheer for him because he plays the right way. There's nothing dirty about him. He's just big, solid, pushes guys around. Uh, certainly uh, a fan favorite and a teammate favorite for the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, 6-1. The Oilers beat the Sharks this afternoon. You'll hear from Zach Hyman when we get back. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Shard on the right wing to Eckholm into the Shark zone. Gets it right wing corner to Hyman looking in front of the net. He'll walk out, scores! Zach Hyman came out of the right wing corner, puts the backhand in, and the Oilers are up 3-1. All right, you'll hear from Zach Hyman in a couple of minutes. Oilers go on to beat the Sharks 6-1. Edmonton's 48-23-9 on the season. McDavid, three points. He's up to 151. We have Rocket on the line. Rocket, go ahead. Yeah, shout-out to uh, Fred Couples and Tiger Woods tying Fred Couples, and Fred Couples uh, still at plus one, I think, before the rain delay. 
as the Oilers are concerned, um, I'm just trying to slow everything down and enjoy this because there are so many positive things to talk about. Uh, you can't pick, you know, there's so many things to pick from. I, 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 you just can't do it, and I'm sure you guys are somewhat overwhelmed with what's going on as well. Uh, well, I don't feel overwhelmed, but there are a lot of good things going on. I, I mean, I, I referenced uh, a couple of weeks ago on my show Inside Sports, somebody wrote in and said, we often talk about the good old days, but sometimes we have to realize that we might be living in the good old days. And uh, cup or not, watching McDavid and Dreisaitl three or four times a week during the hockey season is is pretty special. It's it's like I said, Rob, they, they, they got a shot. I said to you during the break, they're fifth overall in points. They're seventh overall in points percentage. Um, you know, you just you just hope it's uh, this is this is a chance to 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 take advantage of of, uh, of a pretty special team, pretty good team. Yeah, I mean, to win a Stanley Cup, you you need a goalie to play great or goalies to play great. You need good health and you need some lucky bounces. There's gonna be some times in the in the playoffs where things won't be going their way and they'll need a bounce, a break, a post, uh, a deflection, something that turns their way. They're gonna need a goaltender probably to steal them a game or two. And then uh, they are, well, they would have to say they're the healthiest team in the National Hockey League and that you hope stays, stays relevant too. That stays too because uh, injuries could, <laughs> could turn a, a series or could turn a game very quickly. So uh, I, I, I find it hard to find a, a weakness on the Oilers right now. That's how well they're playing. And you look around the National Hockey League, who's better? Who, especially in the Western Conference. Uh, the defending Stanley Cup champions, they've got a bunch of injuries. And the Edmonton Oilers right now are playing better than any team in the league. All right, back to San Jose. Here's Zach Hyman. You're all around game. You guys have won a whole bunch in a row. One goal a night, maybe two. Could you be playing better than you're playing right now as a team? I, I mean, I think you always think you'd be playing better, right? But uh, uh, we're playing, we're playing pretty well. I think we're playing our best hockey at the most important time of year. So we got to keep keep building our game, and and uh, yeah, it's going well for us. So it's a good thing. So now that you're warmed up, we'll ask you to come up with some more superlatives on uh, Connor McDavid. Ah. <laughs> How good is he? <laughs> oh, I mean, when was the last person to get 150? Before he was born, right? Mario, 96. 96. Oh, yeah. Well, just. Uh, I think there's he's the sixth member, right? Yes. So I think that says it all right there, right? Especially in uh, our day and age, right? Where you know, I think he's uh, what Leo's almost at 130, I think, right? So he's 20 something points up on the second guy who's also on our team, who's you know 20 points up on the next guy. So um, can't say enough things about him. Obviously, just uh, yeah, the best player in the world, uh, you know, and just continues to push his own envelope and continues to make himself better and make make our team better so is there any reason to say that this year he's set new marks and goals and assists and points does it have to stop here can it still get better oh yeah i mean if you ask him he's you know he's not going to get worse next year that's not the goal right? like you know like you don't go into season saying i'm going to be worse than last year right so knowing him you'll be back at it working on you know whatever he thinks he needs to work on which i don't know what it is but Zach, you're with them year-round. You're, you're here with the team, and then obviously during the off-season, you guys train together. How special is it to watch the greatest player on the planet work day in and day out? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's honestly one of the things that you know surprised me the most about him was you know when I first met him was just 
his work ethic and you know I met a, I've played against him a bunch but when I first got to know him I should say in the summertime was just his drive you know his willingness to to push himself and and compete against himself and obviously against his his peers but uh, yeah it's it's extremely impressive and then obviously what he does on the ice is is you know him harnessing his ability right and, and pushing it so um, extremely impressive and uh, yeah it's you know it's probably one of the best seasons of all time to be honest going back to your first answer about the team and how you guys almost seemingly expect more no matter how good it's going you expect more does that embody the mindset and the mentality this team has yeah so we have one goal and until we reach the goal we we're always going to expect more out of ourselves and and uh, I think you know since the trade deadline I think the trade deadline is a big market you solidify your team you bring in guys who are going to be a part of your team and then that's your team so I think we have our team we're excited about our team we're, we're excited about our growth since then and our growth throughout the year and yeah we're playing some some good hockey and we got to keep going here okay a couple of regular season games left uh how playoff ready do you guys seem especially with a impressive win like this today yeah i think we're we're ready i mean i think we're, there's still business to take care of right there's still the vision up for grabs and we got to take care of our end and and we'll see what happens right so it's uh, it's exciting that is Zach Hyman after a 6-1 win for the Edmonton Oilers over the San Jose Sharks. The Oilers have won seven straight, two shy of the franchise record they set back in February, March of 2001. Get more on this game, more on the team on globalnews.ca or 630ched.com. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this afternoon. Our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers is Tuesday, 6 o'clock face-off show, puck drop at 7.30, Oilers at Avalanche. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Happy Easter.